Nikki, how are you? Welcome to the welcome to the podcast, I guess. Thank you so much. Welcome to you as well. And welcome to our listeners. <laughs> and then too, we're back again. We're so good at this now. Three weeks in a row. <laughs> if I had known if I had known we could do this the whole time, we would have had episodes out every week because some weeks you were guys would have we would have run out of rom coms by now. Honestly, we would have completed all the rom-coms. So in a way, you're lucky. We decided to exactly. this out. Until now, three weeks in a row. This is Rate the Rom-Com. It's it a podcast. We talk about it romantic is. comedies. All true. And that's it. That's our introduction. Take well, our I'm Hillary. And I'm Nikki. And now that's our introduction. That's it. Close. We're finished now. Have it, a nice day. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so we're oh, back here right. we have another rom-com we have you know the the lone classic melissa joan hart rom-com today um but before we get into that how are you how's life how is uh how's how's things things is good today my husband put christmas lights up in my little second oh, bedroom i do see me. some some lights behind you there. yes this is where they plug in they go up to the ceiling and then around the whole thing Wow. Um, I had had them down on the bottom of the room Mm -hmm. because I can't reach the ceiling. But then he was like, I can reach the ceiling. I'll fix it. He's quite tall. He's quite tall. So he did that. And now I'm in just like my own little magical meditation space. That's lovely. And how is his hair? Last we checked in, you had cut his hair. How's it looking? It looks great. I still think it looks great. He's not feeling totally at home and his body right now with that but you know Mm -hmm. but he's he also doesn't hate it he said it's really easy he can just like leave the house he doesn't have to put stuff in his hair he doesn't have to wear a hat like he did with the long hair right low maintenance Mm -hmm. yeah you know him he's bougie so that's hard for him (laughs) i know you know and i I think metrosexual i think mike oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) king of connecticut (laughs) casual Got whale uh, pants for days. Oh my god! It sounds like every boy I went out with in high school, all the prep school boys, had whale pants and mm. the, the multicolored, you know, like all the different paneled pants. Oh god, so fly! <laughs> indeed, indeed. And we're what room? And are now you've married one of them. I did. Yeah. I I didn't think that was gonna happen. Then I met him. And <laughs> he he just looks the part. He doesn't act the part. <laughs> No, he's definitely not. He's not the, the guys I went out with in high school. He's better no. than them by far. Being 35 will do that to you, though. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Are you in Steven's old room? Ben's old room? Yeah, I am. I'm in my brother Steven's old room, which is currently my office because during quarantine, I'm back with my parents outside of the city because the city is a death trap at the moment. Mm-hmm. So... I'm back in my old bedroom to sleep and my brother's old bedroom as an office. Separate the spaces, you know, work and play, work and sleep as it were. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That's good for that's good for your consciousness. Forgetting exactly the mental the mental separation is important. Would so. you like Mike to come and put Christmas lights up for you? You know, I really would. Um, as long as he keeps a social distance from me, I think that would be splendid. We'll put him in a beekeeper suit. He'll be good. <laughs> Perfect. Does he have one that has whales on it? Oh, I'll bet. (laughs) (laughs) 
If not, we'll just applique some, you know? We'll get some from J. Crew before they go out of business. Oh my God. Poor J. Crew. Again, all the high school ex boyfriends. Poor J. Crew. Poor Mike. Crying whale tears. Yes. Tear, Where? Whale, whale tears. Whale tears. Whale tears. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where Mike's <laughs> going to shop anymore for his cardigans, but uh, oh, <laughs> we'll God. have to be strictly Banana Republic people. <laughs> oh, how, how oh my you? goodness. I do like What banana. a world. They've got great, great <laughs> jeans. Great jeans. I like bananas, the fruit. Oh, those are great as well. It's my whole Much less expensive. Indeed, yeah. I have one most days. Nice. I have one in my shake most days. Ugh, I love a banana and berry shake. That's my go-to shake. Oh, yeah. Strawberry banana from Starbucks was my fave back when I was living at home. And we had that Starbucks mm. that was walking distance right, from my right house. Right, nearby. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now I just throw strawberries and bananas into my Nutribullet. Mm. That's my whole shake. Amazing. Groundbreaking. I should try that. I know. <laughs> I'm like, Listen, I just can't make it like they can. It, if you want, I'll send you the recipe. It is <laughs> Would strawberries. You? It is bananas. And you know, sometimes uh, another berry, a raspberry. What? Perhaps. Girl. A blackberry. Who knows? Girl, you knows? a wild berry. I know. I know. You're crazy. <laughs> Speaking of crazy. One little quick announcement though, before we get yes. into that. Mother's Day is coming. And yes. we have a new fan. Her name is Nancy. She is my mother. Nan! Oh, and she Nan. With our help, me and you, Hill, she has finished her chemo yesterday. <gasps> Woohoo! Oh my God, that's so exciting! Oh my God, that's the best news and now she ever. Can stay around. So oh, much great news. Happy congrats. for her. To you. But I know she's never seen this movie, so we need to tell her. Oh, we've got to tell her all about it. Thank you. It's, it's, and I'm so, we must. Let's tell everyone. You know, I love your mom. I love your whole family. I love all the Webbers. And of all the Webbers, Nan is like top, top two. You know, it's it's you and it's Nan. Aw, thank you. I was like, it's definitely my parents, both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not screw Keith and his mustache. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I love you, Dad. He isn't listening to this, and he never will. So yeah, let's tell everybody about Drive Me Crazy from 1998. Drive Me Crazy is that when it was from? I didn't want to look it up because I just wanted to assume it was 90s, mm-hmm. and then I was worried I was going to be disappointed when it was like 2003, and I was like, oh, fuck. It looked good yeah. for a 90s movie, to be honest. I was gonna say, yeah. Like I know some from like 2005 that looked like they were made in the 80s at this point because mm-hmm. all HD was not created equal back then. Oh God, no, Mm-mm. no, no, no. People were not airbrushed so much, and uh, the HD really didn't help some people. So (laughs) No, it didn't do anyone any favors or their pores. Oh, God. But yeah, Drive Me Crazy, a classic, which I had almost forgotten about until you mentioned it to me last week. I was just about to say, like, everyone I've mentioned (laughs) it to is like, I forgot about that one. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what made me think about it, but... I'm glad you did. Yeah. Let's put it that way because I haven't watched this movie probably since my high school days. Yeah. If not before that, like this movie came out in 1998. Yeah. You were seven. So I was. (laughs) No, I was. Eight. You were eight. You were nine. I was nine. Yeah. Math. So yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So like I wasn't watching it in 98, but 
I definitely wasn't watching it in 2008 either. So oh, we had a, before then. We had the real winners by then, so we didn't need we didn't <laughs> exactly. need movies like Drive Me Crazy. But it is it is Drive Me Crazy. It was full, it was released in 1998. Apparently, it stars Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier. Mm-hmm. Before Entourage, was mm. this post Sabrina? Though it has to be right. I think it's like during Sabrina. During Sabrina? Okay. Yeah, All I right. think it was just, or maybe it was either during Sabrina or in between Clarissa and Sabrina. Yeah, it's definitely after Clarissa. I think you're right. It might be mid-Sabrina because Sabrina was like late 90s. Too. And it was with Boy Meets World on the TGIF lineup. Yes. So, oh, Which I know was in like the, tw- no, it, 19, 1998 was still on at that time too. We should just do a Boy Meets World podcast. Oh my God, can we? I mean, <laughs> what else are we doing? <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. We will not cover any girl meets world. Absolutely not. It's where I draw the line. But anyway, let's <laughs> talk about this movie. We open up. We're okay. in a suburb. We don't know. I don't. What state are we in? Manhattan? I have no or idea. Manhattan, Literally no clue. <laughs> no, no idea. I don't think we've ever learned. I think it's on the West Coast, though, because at some point in the movie, one of the characters is like, maybe I'll go to school out east. And I was like, okay. You know what? And just based on all of their behaviors, like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. It was definitely West Coast. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it was March and they were all in tank tops. So they have Ex- to be in like, yeah. some kind of warm weather. Definitely. So Desert, perhaps. Who knows? <laughs> she's getting ready for a big day Mm -hmm. uh she's so prepared she didn't even sleep like i think the first words of the movie were oh my god i'm so wired and i was like wow 1998 (laughs) hello how are you i missed you so much So she was wired. Yeah, she didn't sleep. It's a big day. Very exciting. An alarm goes off and then we're in a messy boy's room and it's Adrian's room and his alarm goes off. It's Adrian Grenier's hair's room is really Ah! what it was (laughs) because that's all we saw. And then we saw him eat some fruity kicks and that was a nice cereal back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah, not bad. It was nice. I was never really a cereal person. And I also am one of the weirdos who likes cereal dry. Don't like milk in my cereal at all. I knew that about you. But you know what? Kicks are great with or without milk. There you go. Those were, I think more often when I've had kicks, I've had them without cereal. All right, without milk. Without milk. (laughs) milk. I'm just, I'm reading words. I'm saying those Mm -hmm. words. Um, Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian's, uh, her, her mom. And Adrian's mm-hmm. dad and I wrote are flirting over the fence and then the kids mm-hmm. come out for stuff. The parents can't imagine why these teens just don't hang out anymore. Ugh. It, now I believe Melissa Joan Hart asked her mother for a shirt. Uh it was a halter top. Why she wants her mother's halter top is beyond me. Don't know, but I will yes, also say she... the outfit she wore was not a halter top. It was a sp- no, no, no. That that was a. That was a bra. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was just a bra that and, she was wearing to school. And also, like, I saw the rest of her mom's outfits. Like, none of them <laughs> were like that shirt. None of them. No, not a single one. She was very mom-like throughout the whole movie. She wore, like, matronly outfits. She wore things like Phyllis on The Office wears throughout the movie. Like, yes. not little tiny, teeny spaghetti strap. Cocktail. No, she wasn't like a hot mom like the Amy Poehler was trying to be in Mean Girls. Wasn't no, it? No, she was. It wasn't just a right, reg- just a regular mom. You know, but 
but they needed to get those two kids outside so that we could just know that they used to hang out. They are next door and neighbors. They are next door neighbors. Yes. It's important to set the scene. Yes, um, indeed. All the kids are going to their high school with some shitty fake rock song playing in the background. Maybe it was real. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The whole soundtrack is basically fake Blink-182. Yes, correct. Um, their school has a news station, which is another indicator indicator that they live in the West Coast. Because I've <laughs> I've only seen that in California. Type that's a that's a very California thing. Yeah. I don't know any schools out here that have news stations. And yeah, Adrian's up to something. He puts a pink liquid somewhere, and he's waiting for the morning news to play. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with this opening scene. So yes, Adrian is up to something and he keeps like flashing a bag, which I legitimately thought was cocaine for like the first, whatever, however many minutes this scene was until we saw what it actually was. He had a baggie with a powder in it. And I was like, why is this fella flashing cocaine at this high school? And why does he have so much of the cocaine? Because the baggie was full. I was like, bro, what cartel do you work for? How old are you? what is going on? But it wasn't cocaine. It was some kind of orange or pink liquid that he, it was a powder that turns the liquid orange into sprinklers and it sprays upon people. Yes. So since they were waiting so intently for the morning announcements, I thought it was going to drop on like Melissa Joan Hart's character's head or something right. during her very important announcement. It did not. It didn't. Didn't. Didn't happen. It did not. Next thing we know, the boys are on the roof and everyone's getting ready for, I guess it's lunchtime, but they're all talking about this upcoming event, which is Centennial. It's Centennial. school's big Centennial thing. They're inviting like parents and alumni and current another point from this very specific scene uh one of the people asked melissa joan hart it's like oh are parents and alumni invited and melissa joan hart is like yes that's tradition i was like this is the first centennial what tradition are you referencing here <laughs> that's a great point she did say that you're absolutely right and i didn't how many centennials have you been to melissa joan hart she, i don't understand wow <laughs> yeah she knows how it goes meanwhile up on the roof they're talking about like him and his friends they're all like they're the rebels they're just mm -hmm. against sheeple and one of them says yes. yeah drink your mochaccinos sing along to celine dion bah <laughs> And I was like, I don't think anyone really ever thought about Celine Dion all that much, except for like the Titanic song. I mean, she had some catchy hits. Let's not beat her up. I mean, that. I, now I haven't looked this up yet, so I don't know the answer. I'm only assuming. But this movie certainly won the Oscar for screenplay writing. Has to have, right? <laughs> Has to have. If Moonstruck did, then, <laughs> you know, there's no telling what awards this one won. Anyway, at that point, the pink liquid comes out of the sprinkler system and everyone's just losing their shit. But they're just kind of standing there also and just well, especially like the good kids like they're just. Yeah. Oh, no. And just like looking at this destruction go on. Oh, my God. My white shirt is now covered in liquid. What am Ugh. I going to do? My mom's halter top. <laughs> Adrian and the boys were sent to the principals and they get suspended well only two of them Which I the other get. one the principal let go yeah. he's like you're cool i was like he was he was there they were what? all there they were definitely there they, 
They all did it together. Okay. But Dave gets to go. Oh, was it Dave? Oh, because he drives all the drunk kids home. So that's right. He's designated why. Dave. So, you know, he, he can't be suspended because then all the kids will kill themselves, driving themselves drunk. That's right. And the principal knows this. He doesn't want that mm-hmm. blood on his hands. Adrian goes home and his girlfriend, Dulcie, which is the weirdest name. What kind of name is Dulcie? How did you spell Dulcie in your notes? D-U-L-C-I-E. <laughs> I spelled it D-O-L-C-E. I was like, I don't know how to spell this chick's name. (laughs) Lucky I even remember her name. Honestly, I was just like, that's a dumbass name. I'm sorry if your name's Dulcie. Um, If it makes you feel sorry, all the Dulcies out there. (laughs) If it makes you feel any better, I like your name a lot better than McCall, which we or Pickle, which we also talked about that one time, which I saw. Yeah. Yes. McCall. (laughs) McCall. You're Dulcie. No to you. you. No to you. (laughs) Speaking of Nicole's, Melissa Joan Hart's character's name was Nicole, but we're going to just call her Melissa. I'm just going to call her Melissa Joan Hart the entire because all of my notes I put MJH. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he goes and hooks up with Dulcie for a minute, and then MJH goes home. Oh, she goes someplace after school to meet up with her dad. And her crush with a very generic man face just came up and he was just- Whose name is obviously Brad. It's the 90s hunky (laughs) name. And she's like- He's a blonde with like classic 90s hair and he's tall and he plays sports and his name is Brad. Of course he is the crush of this movie. And if you're old enough to remember, there was a thing on the internet back when I was in like sixth grade to seventh grade called like, it was like doll makers. Mm-hmm. And they were these little cartoon people and you could just like put clothes on them and just like choose like which one you wanted to have, like with their skin color or whatever. Um, kind of like making Sims, but it was just uh-huh. uh, just a picture. Anyway, Brad looks like the guy. <laughs> like that's it. Like just the one guy that they had in four different skin tones, except he, uh-huh. Brad was pale. But yes, he looked Obviously. like he looked like one of those dolls. Um, mm-hmm. And that was around the same time. So maybe they were based on him. I don't know. There you go. There you go. Anywho, she's like, I'm waiting for my dad. And he's like, do you want to come with me to buy shoes? <laughs> and she's like, no, I have to wait for my dad. And he's like, and again, I have to wait for him. He's she's already told him this. Yeah, that he's thick. His name is Brad. So sorry to all the Brads out there, I guess. That, listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, he, so she's like, I'll see you at the game tonight. And he's so stoked because she's going to the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. It's like totally stoked. She's like, awesome. Cool. Wow. It's funny because like Brad's such a bad actor that in the beginning of the interaction, I was like, this guy doesn't give a shit about her. And then at the end, I was like, oh my God, he's in love with her. Like, he's supposed to be in love with her. He's just terrible at acting. Well, it was like okay. he went from like zero to a hundred. And I was like, oh, all right. And it didn't make any sense to me, but whatever. They were children. At the game, Melissa's all sad because she hasn't been asked to Centennial yet. Right. She's waiting for Brad to ask her and her best friend, Alicia. Was that her name? I never got it. I only wrote it down because she said it and I was like, I got to write this down now or I'll never write it again. <laughs> so okay. her name is Alicia. Her name is Alicia. Awesome. <laughs> and so she's like telling, I don't know, MJH something. But then Brad sends a message from the floor of the basketball game 
via designated Dave, who also is the sweat mopper upper, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So designated Dave goes into the stands, not to talk to Melissa Joan Hart, but to talk to Alicia. Like, what kind of weird system do you people have? Why can't Brad just talk to Melissa Joan Hart and be like, do you want to go to Centennial or whatever? And then Melissa Joan Hart could be like, yeah, but no. So designated Dave, we don't know what he tells her, but Alicia's like, oh, you're in, no big deal, until... Well, Alicia didn't even give her the in, because she kind of said some sort of bullshit response when What's-His-Face asked her anyway. That's true. You're like, right. she well, didn't give a straight yes. Not that that mattered. It didn't matter. Alicia is quite the shit-stirrer. Yeah, it turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, Yeah, so I didn't really get that, but anyway. But all signs are pointing to Brad asking right. Melissa Joan Hart until he falls upon literally a cheerleader. And you can see in that moment that the two of them are just profoundly in love. They just well, his acting is so wonderful that so you can't good. help but notice. He's really he's good at acting like he's in love, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart holds her breath because we can all see that connection. Like mm-hmm. everyone in that stadium saw that connection. That was oh the God. best acting in the whole thing. I take back what I said about Brad being a bad actor. I bet he's sure. won that Oscar that you mentioned earlier. Oh, a- absolutely. Supporting actor Oscar for him. Meanwhile, the bad kids are dancing at some like sexy beatnik cafe club for children. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, where they were. I wrote it down in my notes. I was like, where are they? They're in like an, a warehouse coffee shop. I don't know performance art center combination this is but it's for like 90s hipsters who are concerned about rats or something yeah anyway Um, they're all there so then they go home and Adrian's dad is mad because he didn't get out of bed all day and then oh wait no because that's that's because he got dumped so they're oh yeah they're at the rock show or the the beatnik cafe or whatever and Adrian Grenier is not as into like saving lab rats as Dulcie is. And so Dulcie believes that they are headed in different directions, which is true because they're teenagers and they have a whole life ahead of them. So obviously. I'm really glad you were paying attention because literally every time <laughs> Dulcie talked, I was just like snooze. Hi, Dulcie. Like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, but so she breaks up with him and then Chase is depressed. Adrian Grenier's name is Chase. He is Chase. It's true. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to quickly say I have nothing against people that want to save the rab- the lab rats, but no, I that's I, I support you. Um, you know, save cool. all the animals. That's yeah, fine. That's no cool. issues with you. Don't save all of them. I gotta eat some, but save some. Uh, uh I mean I don't really eat animals anymore. So oh then I'll stop too because you don't <laughs> I'm kidding if we I save eat- all the animals then I won't eat them anymore I still eat some animals sometimes but mostly I don't anyway that's not important <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there Dulcie see what you did but yeah so the thing that was funny about this was like you know Adrian Chase is in bed and he's <laughs> he didn't get out of bed all day his dad's like are you stoned and he asked him like a hundred times like are you stoned and Adrian's like, you would know, like, if I was stoned, like, I read your yearbook and everyone uh-huh. like, called you a stoner. And I was like, why can't you tell that your kid's not stoned right now? Right. Also, I'd like to point out another fact 
that Adrian sleeps on a mattress on the floor. And I'm like, sir, get a bed. They're just a couple of guys living in their guy pad, (laughs) hanging out. But then what was also confusing was like, he was suspended from school, but he gets to go to a party. Yeah, I don't get it. And like hang out with his friends and do whatever he wants. It's fine. Do whatever you want. It's it's 1998, man. Yeah, no rules. We're rebels. At the party, the friend has news. And that was that Brad is officially in love with the cheerleader that he Confirmed. They are madly in love. Melissa Joan Hart is so upset and she keeps talking about how embarrassing this is. She's got to go stag to Centennial now and she's just ruined for life forever. Yeah, I don't know. She just kept acting like Brad asking out this girl was a really embarrassing thing for her. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. I was like, I don't feel like anyone but Alicia really knew that he was going to ask you anyway. Like, Right. There was like no other stakes here. No. So, chill. You chill. know, there's there's still some weeks until Centennial you can find another date. But, but she doesn't think clearly. Apparently, she doesn't think that. She gets drunk. Very. And um, so designated Dave gets a call. He's been hanging out with, you know, Chase and their other friend whose name I don't know. It's Ray. Um, Oh, great. It's Ray. And they were all hanging out in this like weird parking lot because they were going to meet some girl that Brad has been talking to. No, Red's it Brad? Dave. 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 Yes. Brad's the hunky guy. Brad's Dave. The, yeah. Yeah. Ken. Ken doll. Dave's been talking to daughter Judy. Um, sure. She's his, because um, they make online a chat room, like yeah. girlfriend. Yes. And I thought he was going to get stabbed by somebody by the end of this movie because mm-hmm, he was playing mm-hmm. it super dumb. But again, 1998, the internet's brand new. What can go wrong? Nothing at all, ever. This was before Chris Hansen came along to <laughs> save us all. To catch predators. <laughs> um, but whatever. So then he gets a, he gets a beep. On his mm, beeper. Yes, on his on go. his beeper. He's going, gotta go. He goes to the party and he picks up Melissa Joan Hart, who mm-hmm. is so very drunk, and she sits between Adrian and Brad. She gets right to the point and starts trying to ask, like, you know, Brad, why he didn't ask yeah, her. What the hell? And he's like, I fell in love, which is bold. Like, and then she freaks out, and then they take out a camcorder and start videoing her. Yes, that one friend. What's his name? Ray. Ray. Right. He is like a videographer. He, he, he likes to shoot video and stuff. At some point, I believe during this car ride, Melissa Joan Hart shouts, Prince Charming is a dick. Bring on the frogs. <laughs> and I wrote that down word for word because I was like, yeah, sure. Cool. All right. That's yeah. A, that's a tattoo you should get. Just write it across right your on your somewhere. chest, <laughs> right your decollete. She did yell that. She said a lot of really weird shit. I couldn't get a hold of her character in this movie. Like, is no. she funny? Is she the smart, uptight girl? Is she the chill, like popular girl? Like, right. who is she? Who are you? You can't be all the things, but you are all the things. She was everything in this movie. Are you a mess? Are you put together? Like, who are you? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. get it. No, but whatever. I still like her. Buddy, buddy, blah. She also tells Brad that high school love is for saps. So <laughs> she knows so much. She's so wise. Uh-huh. She goes through her yearbook while she's drunk at home and starts like writing shit on people's faces with a mm-hmm. Sharpie, which I could not like, I would never do that because like, no. even if I didn't like people, like it's your yearbook and you just want to mm. remember it. Sometimes when I'm hanging out with my friends from high school that I still have, they'll bring up other people from my high school who were in my class that I have absolutely no memory of. And my school wasn't that big. Like there weren't that many people there. I should know You're at busy. least- 
everybody in my class, but zero memories of the people. They're like, my friend Danielle, who you know, she'd be like, oh, and she'll like rattle off all of these names. I'm like, are you making these up? Who is, who's Sage? Was that, that is a spice. What are you talking about? Sage? Who? Anyway. Danielle so, has an incredible memory though. She really does. She is I a spoke brilliant to her person. <laughs> a lot at Stephen's wedding and I was just like, wow, you remember so much. <laughs> From the yeah. limited time we've spent together, but I, <laughs> I think she's awesome. She's so cool. Yeah, she's but, great. But it's good that she can point those people out to you. <laughs> well, I was I was under the influence most of high school, so also the memories basketball. are impaired. You're playing basketball too. Yeah, I guess. shooting those hoops. I was like so in awe of your skills because <laughs> like I would get paid to not play basketball on my team <laughs> by my coach who was my dad. So, so mm. I was like, wow, I wish I could play like Hillary. And my dad would love me. I'm just kidding. I never really, I, I thought that you were great, but I never thought that playing like you would make my dad love me. I'm exaggerating. Your dad is, uh, is nothing but a lovely man and he thinks you're amazing. So. He does. He does. If anything, it tickled him to watch me try. <laughs> You played lacrosse though in high did. school. did. Oh so. my God. It was so fun. And I played in middle school. It was a co-ed That's team because they wouldn't make a girl's team because there wasn't mm. enough interest, which was fine. I got to hit a kid I did not like in the crotch. Amazing. Awesome. So cool. But um, then in high school, like we were supposed to have a whole lacrosse segment in gym, mm -hmm. but no one else liked it. So they, <laughs> so after two days they ended it, but it was the only thing in all of gym that I was good at slash didn't get injured doing so mm -hmm. I was like oh can't we just play so it's the one thing I like rock at in front of everyone but we didn't have that in my gym class although we did have like two weeks where they made us do tie bow like they literally put in tie bow VHS tapes and we made had us do that it. too <laughs> and so for two weeks I literally just skipped gym I was like yeah I'm not gonna go to that at all so that's some lazy <laughs> shit right there actually we didn't do it in gym we did it for cheerleading because they thought mm. it would help yeah did it <laughs> i don't think so but anyway i bet that dulcie's school would have some uh, would have <laughs> lacrosse probably they probably did um so she's going through everybody in her yearbook she's writing things on people's faces i thought this was going to come back to bite her in the ass later didn't it didn't so no. whatever but she can't bring herself to deface Adrian. She no. looks at she looks at the pictures. She looks at her window because she sees his room right across the way. Right. And she looks down at her book and she just doesn't, she does not deface him. Can't do it. But she does pick up the phone and she calls him and she asks him to take her to Centennial. Yes. And she's desperate. They have the conversation on the phone while also out the window at the same time. Like they're, they have opened their windows and are talking at each other via their open windows, but also on the phone. I was like, shouldn't just pick one, just pick one vehicle to talk to each other, but whatever. Anyway. That's cool, whatever. Just get like one of those cans and the string. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good across. That'd be adorable. So she tells him to take her and he's like, what's in it for me? And she's like, if you don't know, then I don't remember what she said, but whatever. She was like, she, she was like sleep on it or something yeah. like that. She was like, if there is something in it for you, just sleep mm -hmm. on it. Um, he calls up Dulcie and she has her own voicemail box, which I thought was weird because he's calling from like a house phone. Right. Like, did she have a cell phone? I don't know. I mean, maybe her beeper has a voicemail or something. Who knows? Who knows? But he, so he doesn't get through to her. Most of Joan Hart sleeps in her bra and that's weird. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, what's weird is well, that she also goes to school in a bra, so whatever. That's just all she does. <laughs> I just can't imagine sleeping in a bra. Like no, ick. Ugh. Um, Adrian comes in in the morning with his, which is also weird in my yeah, opinion. Just lets himself in, like put some hangover supplies next to her bed, which is a nice thing to do. Super nice. If you're going to break into someone's house, you may mm-hmm. as well help him out a little bit. Yeah. So Melissa starts giving him advice about making Dulcie jealous. And then they mm-hmm. go shopping so that they can go to a department store and pick out a bunch of dad clothes for him right. to wear. Yes. She says, I mean, they're like, we can't do this halfway. If you want to make an impact, you have to go to extremes. So what do you do? You go to the Gap. So yeah, they're at the mall. They're like at the Gap. And the only thing that I can think of while they're at the Gap and the girl's like, hey, walk to the Gap. And I'm like, I'm just thinking in my head this whole time is Ryan Gosling in Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, yeah. Steve Carell to be better than the Gap. Yes. And they didn't then know I that. wished... I was watching Crazy Stupid Love. That's a great movie. Because then it's like, it's like, you know, that that uh, Jeopardy category before and after, drive me crazy stupid love and it works, you know? Drive me crazy stupid love! <laughs> oh, I love that. That's hilarious. But yeah, I, he could have used a little bit of, um, of him in that situation because... Yeah. Her guidance wasn't that it good. Was, Everyone was, was like, wow, he cleans up so nice. Well, look at you and your dad outfit very was cool it. he looked like he was going to a conference like <laughs> i was not into it his khakis and his sweaters and his okay. hair product oh. i liked his hair better natural oh. he gave him more of that sean hunter vibe mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was just a bunch of bullshit but whatever she had to do it nerdy kid ray tells Melissa Joan Hart that he would have taken her to Centennial if she became Mm -hmm. desperate, but then he rolls up with his stuff. Chase comes in with his hair done and he's like, yes, his, his gap look. Yeah. So Ray knows he doesn't stand a fucking chance. Mm -hmm. His uh, friends can't figure out why he's going with Nicole to Centennial. Sorry. Melissa Joan Hart. Dulce confronts Chase and says that she's changing him, which Mm -hmm. she literally did. She changed his clothes. Yes. At home, Nicole's mom says her dad called. He arranged another meeting and he promises to show up. Right. Yes. So now we know for sure that he did not come that day when she was No, he didn't show up. She's got a very uh, strained relationship with her father, it seems. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so that's coming later. And before that, Melissa Joan Hart says that Chase has to go to a basketball game. Yes. Because that's what the uh, the Gap kids do. And it so is. he's got to go. And so they're at a basketball game. It's also so that people won't wonder why he's taking her to Centennial. Right. She's it's like, like if kid, we look like we hang out. Then... We, we, we got to make it look like we're actually friends and like this is the thing. This is going fun. somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the game, she cheers and he sits looking sad. Mm-hmm. And they're flirting. And Alicia does not approve. She gives the major side eye. Oh, she is not into the chase thing at Mm -hmm. all. He goes to get them some drinks because he's a gentleman. And then Mm -hmm. Alicia's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Right. And Melissa Joan Hart admits kind of that she's starting to kind of get a thing for Chase. Yeah. She's turning him into a guy that she can really like. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if she's going to put all this work in, she might as well fall for him at the end. You know? The game goes on. Uh, Chase gets super excited about it. He starts Hashtag to- sports. He's so oh, excited. It's, he's so excited. He's doing all the chants. He's mm-hmm. doing the chants wrong. It's fine. It was cute. It was cute. Brad makes the winning three-point shot. Of course he does. 
because he's such a stud. Melissa Joan Hart gives Chase mad props for his acting skills, and mm-hmm. he took her on her in his dad's sweet ride. I guess it was like some weird nighttime car show. There was kids driving on the other side of the street. I'm like, the youth are not following the traffic laws. I don't know what's happening. All the other cars were like old classic cars. And then those douchebags drove on the wrong side of the street. I don't know. Tell us LA, what is it like there? (laughs) (laughs) I need to know. What's it like to be young and and hot? Anyway, so they're driving, they're cruising down whatever street that is, and now they're having like a cute karaoke party in the car, and some other youth sees them together and it's like some girls. They're so cute. Pretty cool. Uh, next day, Melissa Joan Hart's dad is the dad from Seventh Heaven. I that's what I wrote down too. So it's the diddler. Okay. Now Melissa Joan Hart is meeting her dad, who is the dad from Seventh Heaven, in parentheses, and also a pedophile question mark. He was really is, taken on the pastor role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who is casually about to go on a hot air balloon ride. Like, <laughs> what movie are we watching? Like, and what? then and then he they are in a hot air balloon, obviously. She doesn't float, care. It's just floating around for V normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gives her a book called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which she tosses over the side of the hot air balloon. That is so dangerous. She didn't even look. She didn't even look. What's below? And then her dad is like, oh, I'm going to a ballooning festival in the middle of the school year. Why don't you come with me? I'm like, what universe are we in right now? What movie have we stepped into? What is a ballooning festival? Where in the world are we? Who are these people? Anyway. And knowing what that man's capable of, I was like, Melissa, don't get in the balloon. You're in the balloon with a wrong man. Mm-mm. You're a child. He's not your real dad. Oh, um, God. But whatever. So she threw a book out the thing. That was really crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> I want to know who wrote that scene. Like, I need to, right? know. I need to know. Well, we'll probably, when we watch the Oscars from 1998 and <laughs> see who gets the acceptance speech. Yeah. yeah, then we'll know. Uh, <laughs> Ray shows Melissa a music video, Melissa Joan Hart, a music yeah. video that he made for a band called The Electrocute. Yeah. And he asks her to book them for the centennial. But they don't sound like Brandy. So they don't sound like, like Brandy. Mm. And Melissa Joan Hart has not listened to the soundtrack of this movie at all because if she had, then she'd know that these girls are great because they mm-hmm. go completely with that like emo, I can't give a damn about my bad reputation sort of like vibe that these yes. girls have. Yes, indeed. The guys asked Chase to go see the Electrocutes, but he's got plans with Nicole. It's a group date with jocks. Mm, um, it doesn't go great at first. Mm-mm. Well, the jocks are calling him Hambone, which if I were him, I wouldn't enjoy. So No, it does grow on him. But <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like it then. And then he's kind of weird to them too, because he's not feeling like they're not comfortable. Well, they were, they were making fun of Dave and then Chase was trying to stand up for Dave. They called him because- designated Dave and he yeah. was, his name is just Dave. It's, it's just Dave actually. So and uh, Melissa Joan Hart apparently doesn't like that he is a stand-up gentleman who no she hates that i'm like girl (laughs) what are you okay she's like i'd way rather you be cool all that time up in the hot air balloon get to your head what the hell is wrong with you the funny thing about her as like the heroine of this movie is like her priorities have been clear from the start which is that she's not like a great person no yeah she's smart and she's clearly like a leader of sorts she gets stuff done she's for sure like event and stuff but it's not for the good of the group it's not for the good of the school it's not to celebrate anything it's just for the glory of it and to be more popular 
Exactly. It's for the good of Melissa Joan Hart. That's so. all it is. Buddy, buddy, blah. Uh, he takes her to the electrocute show after. Right. Because he's like, what am I getting out of this? This is a shitty deal. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, okay, you're right. So he finally gets her to like do something for him. So then they go to see the electrocutes. And Melissa Joan Hart asks a girl to see her nipple ring in this scene and i was like she why? was just being a try hard like a super try she was trying to like why i don't know i don't know like at first she was really weird and like snitty to that girl and then she got like overly friendly like real overly friendly she's like brad in a lot of ways like you play it cool first and then as soon as you get a little bit you go all the way in for full love let me see oh. your nipples let me see your piercing that sounds great that sounds wonderful please do let's do that we're in a public place this is normal a bar for children it's great um then she dances with dave or ray i don't know one of them <laughs> i could not keep them straight throughout this movie one, both who, who knows it until the matter. last scene i was like dave right uh, whatever meanwhile at the food place alicia tells brad that his girl's really nice and then she gets into saying that uh, Melissa June Hart is all talk no action and that seems really not true based on really not true talked about Yes. <laughs> but then it just, it sounds like, then she makes it seem like she's coming on to Brad. Right. So Nicole, uh, yeah, I wrote this down. Well, meanwhile, Alicia is making moves on Brad and bad-mouthing Nicole, saying she's all talk and no action, which I assume means that she's saying Nicole won't sleep with Brad, but right. Alicia is giving signs that she will sleep with Brad. Exactly. She was like, not all girls are like that and gave him like a little sachet kind of thing. Yeah. And he was like, all right. So I thought that that's what she was, she was very very interesting this character mm. could not get a hold on her motives no i don't i didn't get it either i'm like do you just want to ruin melissa joan hart's life right Is that i was all like all you care about i thought it was to get to someone like i was right i guess it was eventually but it didn't make it i don't know anyway. um, buddy, buddy, meanwhile adrian gets melissa joan hart a drink because he's just always getting people drinks he's always just nice, doing that nice fella and he runs into Dulcie, and Dulcie mm -hmm. is with Joshua now, but only for the scene. <laughs> Whoever Joshua is, okay. He's like necking her while they're all talking, and then Nicole slash Melissa Joan Hart sees it, goes up to them and just gives Chase a big kiss, and then goes, right. oh, hey, Dulcie. Like, she didn't see her there, and it was savage. Um, it, it really was. It was like a very bold move, and then, you know, Chase, Chase is getting something out of the steel all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. He called it masterful, so I guess mm -hmm. she's a good kisser. There you go. Uh, Ray is getting stood up by Cybergirl again. Or not Ray, yeah. sorry, Dave, because okay. yeah. See, I always get the mix up. Either Dave. one. Dave and daughter Judy still haven't met yet. Oh, then I wrote like, all the girls at the school are so sexually aggressive, because the <laughs> girls that came up to Chase to ask him questions about the yearbook were just like... Yes, yes. Taken off their shirts, practically. Um, yeah. like, these what? these two preppy girls come up and pull chase aside and nobody else and they're like oh we're doing a poll for the yearbook tell me what your perfect date is and he didn't say april 25th for some reason <laughs> i don't understand but then he gives like the most detailed answer ever well first about... he says person or experience and then the one girl says experience she goes no person because she wanted to know right what's what are you into and he went very much into it you know he gave a very detailed answer about a girl who like doesn't take bullshit and doesn't decide before a date if she's going to kiss you and offers to pay and all this long list of things that i guess are supposed to lead up to melissa joan hart but i don't know i didn't get it did. because i didn't know who the hell she <laughs> She was. I yeah. still, 
this movie, dude. Still don't. Still don't. Um, at home, back at Melissa's house, mom has heard about Chase and she mm-hmm. wants the 411. And then she thinks it's a bad idea. And she's gone a full 180 since the whole, why don't you kids hang out anymore situation. Mm-hmm. But she's still not wearing a halter top. So. She's still wearing just like a muumuu. <laughs> Actually, in this in this scene, she and Melissa Joan Hart were wearing like the same outfit. Like they'd worn mm-hmm. like some kind of weird coordinated mother daughter outfit. They both were wearing more. Well, she was wearing Melissa more than she'd worn the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like long skirt. Yeah. Whatever. Very weird. Totally fine. Anyway, I wrote she's clearly dating Chase's dad, but making all <laughs> kinds of excuses for why they shouldn't date, including that he's too tall for her. Uh, Ray Brad calls Chase to ask him what he's working on. <laughs> but Chase is all booked, so they can't hang out. Yeah, Chase and Nicole are going on like a fun date with all the other cool kids to some random waterfall thing where the girls sit in floaties and the boys sit upon rocks and stare at the girls in their floaties. And that's where we meet Eddie, who's the coolest. Um, who is he? He looked so familiar. I didn't look up who he was. But we'll like, have to. We'll have to. He seems very he familiar to me. He's just every douche we've ever seen, I guess. There, but, yeah, that's But it. they were all wearing the same. They were um, literally all wearing the same, like, bathing suit. And sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Including Chase. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Why well, really- Melissa had gotten it for him as a oh. present. So. How did she, how did she know? So this guy, Eddie. He starts being like, oh, look at them down there talking about us. He's so buff. He's so great. And I was like, I hate this guy. Chase later starts talking with one of the girls. Her name is Dee. Her last name is Vine. She tells him all of her secrets. She's the one who's dating Eddie. She's dating Eddie. She Mm -hmm. used to be a lot more overweight. Actually, Mm -hmm. not more overweight. This girl's teeny tiny. But she was overweight at one point. and And she sees that... She says to to Chase that they're kindred because they're both kind of the newcomers. They both kind of had a transformation. Right. And she said, you know, at least before I knew who actually cared about me. Right. So I was like, yeah, she's kind of deep. She's got she's got more going on than just a pretty face. This D person. I like D. I think she's she's so great. Meanwhile, Nicole's so-called best friend, Alicia, convinces Brad's girl that he's into a conspiracy theory or some dumb shit. No, no, no. He's he's in a cult. She is. Yes. She told Kathy, which is apparently Brad's love's name that brad is in a doomsday cult and i thought that was legitimately funny i was like kind of idiot doesn't just like go to brad and be like hey are you in a cult no she like super believed it just like was all like oh my god that's that's terrible I must break up with the love of my life right now. Wow, he never let on any of that. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't notice. Back at home, Melissa Do- Joan Hart tells Chase that she still has a hate letter that he wrote her in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, but she apologizes for being shitty when his mom got sick and it was just too hard. And when yeah, she was, was super selfish about his mom getting sick, she was like, it was so hard for me. I was like, your mom didn't die. His mom died. No, but I kind of get that. Like just having family members before my own mom got cancer, like getting cancer. And I was like, this is tough. This is tough. And it was really hard not to shut down and not just like, not really be part of it for a while. Like it, but, and like, like, but she apparently she, like, was totally shut him out and pretended she didn't know him. That was rude but he was acting out and she's a goody two-shoes and she wanted to be cool well she's a goody two-shoes five percent of the time and then the other like five percent she was busy pretending to be a goody (laughs) two-shoes so that so that grown-ups would like her Hmm. but that she could still do crazy shit with young 
young people. Mm-hmm. He was so busy being manipulative, but she right. couldn't help but be manipulative to him as well. Um, so she basically let his, she let him act out and embarrass himself and do whatever because he was sad about his mom. Yeah. And then they say goodnight and part ways. But you can tell that she's falling for him. Oh, yeah. Because like, she goes she inside and she's like, she's like looking like I wanted the switch. And then there's a knock on the door and it's mm-hmm. him. But she forgot her towels. Yeah, he just brought her towels back. That's all. No smooch. None at all. Nope. Next day in chemistry, Melissa is lab partners. Dulcy. Mm-hmm. And that's awkward. And Dulcy's teeth don't move at all when she's talking. <laughs> and that's really weird too. Uh, yeah, but then Melissa Joan Hart con- confronts Dulcy about Chase's mom and like, what do you know about Chase's mom? And Dulcy's like, nothing except that she died when he was young. And then she was saying like, maybe Chase was uncomfortable with the lab rat thing because his mom had cancer and like making Dulcy feel bad. But she didn't connect the dots about why Chase might have been uncomfortable with certain things. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was her place to do that. No, (laughs) I didn't either. Not really. Probably shouldn't be divulging this information if he didn't. Well, for two reasons. One, like, he didn't divulge that information to Dulcie. And also, like, Dulcie didn't know that she knew about the whole conversation that's led to their breakup anyway, you know? I mean, I guess in this school, it's supposed to be assumed that everybody knows everything about each other because they kind of did. But that doesn't mean you get to confront people about it. It's not your business. Yeah. But either way, it seemed to kind of do something. She feels bad. Dulcie feels bad. She does. After school, Chase gets high-fived by the jocks, and he blows Mm -hmm. off his friends who were waiting to see if he had any plans. And they were like, oh, he does. He has to go to a party with the crew. Yeah, which is when we are 57 minutes into the movie, and finally it happened. Britney Spears is driving me crazy. Crazy! Ow. There it is. And uh, it is a perfect song for the scene where they go to a high school party at Brad's house, obviously. Abby. Yeah, and Chase was like, did you say something to Dulcie? And she was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, she's been so nice. And she was like, oh, cool, mission accomplished, I guess. <laughs> right. Yay. At the party, Alicia is seething watching mm-hmm. Nicole and Chase. Just fucking hates it. Can't, can't stand it. Does Does not like it. Brad and Nicole run into each other in the bathroom, but instead of going into the bathroom after Brad comes out of it, she just hangs out with him. Yeah, just, that's fine. She was just hanging out by the bathroom, I guess. That's cool. No, (laughs) it's whatever. So he confirms that Alicia fucked up the cheerleader relationship. Right, yeah. His girlfriend broke up with him. Yes, because of the different beliefs. Yes, right. Sure. And for someone who was so in love with somebody, he didn't seem all that broke up about it. No, he seemed to be taking it fine. But whatever. Meanwhile, Alicia is now telling Chase. Who is Chase, who is a little bit drunk at this point. He's yes. been indulging. Yes. And she pretty much tells him that she's super into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alicia is now trying to fuck up Melissa Joan Hart's relationship with Chase by being like, oh, look, she's finally got Brad back because he's single again. And now she can get everything she wants and all this stuff. And then she kisses Chase and Melissa Joan Hart sees and uh, not good. Nobody's happy about this. She's Mm -hmm. upset and it's a bad time to be upset because there's the Backstreet Boys remix on. I was about to say, now the Backstreet Boys are playing Mm. and you're messing up my vibe now. Honestly. All I want to do is listen to this. Buzzkill. Nicole fronts Alicia. She can't see why her friend doesn't want to see her happy. And Mm -hmm. Alicia's like, chill. What do you mean? I was testing him and I'm like, girl, you evil. Honestly, who does that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, that's not how we test people. D comes to see if she's okay, and Chase's friends come and get him and mm-hmm. fill him puking outside of the party. 
Yeah. And I was like, he must have been drinking a lot to have just like started puking at that. Or point. serious, like, like how much did you drink in the span of five minutes? Because... Honestly, it usually took me till at least one or two in the morning before I got yeah. to that point. But you know, these dumb kids can't drink. Dave drives Chase home, confronts him about getting distant. Chase tells him to stop being so desperate. Mm-hmm. Dave has to go back to the party because people are beeping him. Right. He's got to go get all these other drunk people from the party. And the people that he picks up next are Dee and her boyfriend, Eddie, who is now sexually assaulting her in the back of Dave's car, which is not great. And so Dave confronts Eddie and is like, hey, please don't do that. Except meaner, I guess. I don't know. Um, Well, he pulls the car over. He pulls the car over and like tries to get Eddie out of the car. And then Eddie like literally beats up Dave. Because Eddie's a lot bigger and a lot stronger and a lot angrier and Mm -hmm. drunk. And drunk. So So he's just he just beat the shit out of him. But luckily Dee has pepper spray. Right. And she sprays him and she gets Dave to drive her back to the party. Yes. Because she had to talk to Susan. Whoever that is. Susan Susan. Susan was the Asian girl from the news. So why on earth? Would anybody know that? I don't know. But so they had like the morning <laughs> announcements news and they had D was one of the people on the news and Susan was the other one, was the girl. Uh-huh. The Asian girl. I can't remember the girls I spent four years with sitting next to. Well, I'm going to tell you who the Melissa Joan Hart's best friends were in high school. And it was D, Susan. Susan, and big hair, big brunette girl hair. I don't remember who yeah. she was. She didn't have a cool. name, but she was always there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I don't know why she talked to Susan. I don't remember. Maybe if you remember, you can bring that into the story later. If that's there was no reason. I don't know who Susan is. This is the first time I ever heard of Susan. I was really yeah. So I don't know. I thought maybe she was like, okay, we're gonna do something on the news, and I'm gonna get Susan involved. But it didn't happen. Didn't work out. But whatever. They leave. They leave Eddie on the street. <laughs> they go away. <laughs> Next week at school, Chase and Dulcie are chatting in the hall. And Chase tries to talk to Nicole, but she's like, nah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, scenes in this montage of, like, Dulcie trying to be with Chase again. And then Chase trying to call Nicole and, like, them being neighbors and looking out the windows. And I'm like, hmm, do you think this is what Taylor Swift was watching when she wrote the You Belong With Me music video? I feel like Taylor Swift lived that. (laughs) <laughs> like I feel Probably. like that was just I don't feel like she's never seen that movie and if anything she'll be like oh wow they ripped me off mm-hmm. um I really feel like that was her personal experience <laughs> <laughs> I love that video that was a cute one. Oh yeah and then we get to see the morning announcements go live and Ray's big project happens I would like to point out that this so yes Ray has planned this like big shenanigan to happen during the morning news show that obviously is happening in this high school and the (laughs) the newscasters introduced this segment that's supposed to be happening as dollars and certs so it's an investigative report about vending machines or something and I, i mean i was i was really excited to watch this investigative report honestly so i was a little upset when I know I was like video in interrupted dollars and certs because that's what I came to this movie for but whatever but there was nothing there was no horses no hounds no dollars no certs no nothing oh god there was not a horse or a hound in this movie neither horse nor hound to be found 
Mm. Um, but they do play this this video. Um, it's got a cool version of the song in crowd playing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like all the cool people making total asses of themselves, including Chase cheering at the game. Yes. He compares them to Nazis. Yes, which was a harsh, seemed like. Eh, for a rebellious teen, it seemed like, yeah, that's fine. That's what you would do. <laughs> you would take that to that extreme, Ray. Yeah. Um, and, like, what else do you know? Like, you've learned about Nazis. That's just fresh in your mind. Exactly. Ray, um, I guess Ray just wanted to stick it to his principal for not suspending him that time. He's like, look how I really feel. Then they were talking shit about him at lunch. And then here's a line that tickled me. Mosa goes... He's going to be winning MTV awards while you're still the local weather girl. And there's nothing wrong with being a local weather girl. That's a great job. Yeah. Why wouldn't that? I mean, that probably pays really well. And you like get to like hang out at home and not deal with like the politics of being on a big cable news network. So great. I have a friend who's a weather person and like people freaking love her. She loves it. She gets to wear these cute outfits. She's a great job. Like great time. Yeah. God, Melissa Joan Hart's so elitist. She's so elitist. Nothing wrong with being a weather girl. That night, Chase calls Nicole, and she doesn't even pick it up. Mm-mm. But she does look at her little caller ID egg that I remember having. <laughs> but he could also just go right over there if he needed to. He could just, like, knock on the door, but he doesn't. Like, maybe throw, like, a paper airplane through the window. Whatever. And doesn't choose either of those options. Nope. Brad asks Nicole to the dance now, since the stars are all lined up for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dulcie and Chase make out in a closet. Mm-hmm. Centennial weekend is here. Woo! Centennial starts out as a carnival, I guess, or there just was a carnival for a minute, Over just so they can go for one scene. He, uh, Chase, and either Brad or Ray go into a fun house. Not Brad, sorry, Dave, Dave, Dave or, or Ray. Ray, Dave Ray, and Chase. <laughs> Go into a fun house where there's like those mirrors. Oh, that's right. And then Dave is like, I'm taking daughter Judy to Centennial. Like, girl is gonna murder you because that's not a girl. It's an old man. It's someone (laughs) who's going to kill you. But that was it. So I was like, oh, Centennial's a carnival, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not. No. At least it's not solely a carnival. So he got Uh, asked. As is tradition. As is tradition. Uh, yeah, so daughter Judy's going to give him her address. She's going to email it to him right before mm. the dance. Yes. Um, Chase is with Dulcie again. She's going to leave it as her away message on AIM Instant Messenger. So safe. <laughs> Nicole and her mom go to the dance, which is weird. Yes. Ray goes to Nicole, a- Nicole's crying in her room instead of getting ready. Yeah. And her mom's like, hey, we got to go to the dance. <laughs> like, like, phone with your mom. And then she calls somebody, one of them who also is like checking his caller ID. Mm-hmm. So I guess she was calling Dave Ray. She was calling Ray because Ray was the one. Ray, right. Because there. Dave is going with daughter Judy. Yes. And right. Ray had a big crush on her. Yes. That's right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was weird that she was leaving with her mom, especially mm-hmm. because like she planned this dance. I thought maybe she'd have to be she there. She should have been there early to set up and stuff. But whatever. That's fine. They go to the dance. Ray gets to dance with Nicole. I mean, I also was impressed that this dance was not happening at a high school gym. I was like, yeah, a legit venue. It was wow. huge. They had uh, several stories. Like, mm-hmm. it was gorgeous. She gets to dance with Ray. Uh, Alicia apologizes. And Nicole's just like, no, thank you. Yeah, she. it was like a fake apology and then nicole basically is like i just told you brad you're easy so it's fine yeah go have fun with that 
Bye. Nicole's dad shows up at the Centennial instead mm-hmm. of going to Rio because I guess his thing was in Rio. His balloon festival. Whatever he invited her to. Sure. But he asked her to dinner the following night and she said, pick me up at seven. That was cute. Um, Mr. and Ms. Time Zone, because every dance needs a king and queen, are announced. Obviously. And I guess Brad was the king and Dee was the queen, but her uh-huh. escort still gets to stand up next to her instead of Brad. Yeah. And her escort is Dave. It's Dave. She was daughter Judy she all She was daughter along. Judy. Amazing. So Dave wins in the end. He gets a nice, pretty girl who, like, is just lovely. Yes. Yay, Dave. Yay, Dave. Yeah, I like Dave. Um, then they announce the Centennial Sculpture. Yes, they're, well, we also see at some point in the middle of this Chase and Dulcie break up again because they were together and then they're like yeah okay never mind and so yes and now they are presenting the senior centennial sculpture which is just like a tall orb or something and Chase is sitting atop of it that was really funny and then he like slid down it and everyone was Mm -hmm. clapping and then Brad announced him which I thought was funny um the electrocutes played Mm-hmm. Ray was so happy and I was like poor Ray because he's gonna get dumped all the electrocute songs are the same song they are yes <laughs> um, they just have the one they just have the one he but he actually does say like oh he he knows that she likes Chase yeah she he basically is like go get your man it's yeah, cool I get it Ray's a good guy yeah and then, okay, so Ray tells Nicole, like, go get your man. Like, Nicole and Chase see each other. They're walking toward each other. And then Chase runs into his dad. And it's just like, why are you ruining this moment in this way? Like, that took me completely out of the scene. I'm like, just let Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier have her moment. I don't need to see your dad in this moment. Well, I thought this was going to be the big moment, but it wasn't. Mm, um, it was not. It was not. Because I wrote, they're about to learn the truth. Yeah. Nope. But they dance, and she says, who are we going to make jealous? And he says, we're making everyone jealous. And still no kiss. Not one smooch. Not even. So at the end of the night, Nicole walks him to his door. Mm-hmm. Everything is so romantic and perfect. And they kiss, finally. They finally for start real. hanging out for real. Yes. Real kiss. The door opens, and here comes Nicole's mom in dad's dress shirt. Yep. They're moving in together. And they're step-siblings now, which is just... uh, Great. (laughs) Mom says, we have to think about what that means. And Nicole says, you guys can think about it here. We'll go think about it in the treehouse. Everyone is doing it. Ew. The end. (laughs) That's the whole end of the movie. And I was like, all right, cool. That's a way to end the movie. That's one way to do it. Not the way I would have done it, but... I'm not an Academy Award-winning screenwriter. So. No, 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 we're not. Mm. Not yet. Nikki, what did you think? How, how are you feeling about, about this movie? Underwhelmed. Really? Yeah. Underwhelmed. So I'm going to give you my Julia's. Okay, good. I give it two Julia's, mm-hmm. which is pretty low, but I really had higher expectations for it. Okay. And just a lot of things like not having a very good hold on Melissa Joan Hart's character, not understanding the motives of the best friend, just certain things that didn't totally line up, took me out of it and made me just like, eh. And also the fact that Melissa Joan Hart wasn't incredibly likable. Like she wasn't the nice person that I was really rooting for in yeah. all ways. Like there, she did some good things. Yeah. But I don't know. But I, th- I thought it was, a, I'm happy I watched it for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it more than I thought I would. Like I thought I was going to like fully hate this movie upon rewatching it. Oh, wow. But I didn't. I like enjoyed watching it. I thought it was cute. Uh, like you, I didn't understand Melissa Joan Hart's 
Hart's character, like her motives were just to make Melissa Joan Hart better, which I didn't love. But mm -hmm. I really like Adrian Grenier's character and even his friends. They're like stand up dudes. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I actually would give it like three Julias because, wow. you know, I thought it was, it was pretty solidly okay. I did like Adrian. I was actually like, I forgot about Entourage again. I mean, <laughs> last week I forgot about, but then again, I forgot about, I was like, wow, it's a shame his career never really took off. <laughs> What's he doing so now? Who even knows? But hopefully, what's definitely. Melissa Joan Hart doing now? She's done some shows. I um, feel like she's in Hallmark movies a lot, mm, or maybe I made that up. She some might kind be. of like Lifetime movies, Probably. or maybe that's the girl from Full House that I'm thinking of. Ooh, which one? DJ Tanner. Oh, is she in Hallmark movies? I, yeah, she's definitely in Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you look. <laughs> When we're it. done with Boy Meets World, we'll do Full House podcast. No, I think we should watch a Candace Cameron uh, romantic comedy. A romantic comedy? Okay, oh, yeah. we can find one. We'll see what she's doing. This movie was originally titled Next to You. Oh, it was renamed after the Britney Spears song, Drive Me Crazy. <laughs> you mm. Drive Me Crazy, in parentheses, the Stop remix, which was played and which was the one that was played, if you remember. Do you remember that version? I, I sure don't. Oh, girl, I remembered it. I actually wrote it in my notes. I was like, the remix, because <laughs> she sings this song. She did it live but she also had like a recorded version of it but okay so stop and then there was like a big breakdown and i don't know it was a it was good it was good all right solid there you go um oh so i was right when i said um i don't give a damn i don't give a damn about my bad reputation that's a song that the donnas sang and they were formerly called the electrocutes so that was the same band. Wow. Okay. Um, Faye Grant and Stephen Collins, who play Nicole's parents, were married in real life at the time this movie was made. Uh, based on the book, How I Created My Perfect Prom Date by Todd Stracer. Sounds great. Cool. Elijah Wood was supposed to star opposite Melissa Joan Hart, but looked too young. He still looks too young. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Um, I guess, you know, yesterday when I asked you if you watched that other movie, by the way, what movie was it? Um, uh, Cinderella Story. Yes. And the reason I asked you that was because Chad Michael Murray played the hunky guy opposite Hilary Duff. And I just read that Rupert Grint was supposed to play that role. <laughs> now, I love me some Rupert Grint, but it just would not have the same effect on our TJ's audience at the oh, time. God. Rupert I, Grint? Rupert Can we Grint. also have a larger conversation just for a minute i would like to push the pause on the uh, on the rom-coms to ask you your feelings about ron and hermione as a couple just in general yeah what do you feel about them winding up together mostly good but did you read the cursed child i didn't read it i saw the play how did you like that um i didn't love the play because i thought it was very convoluted yeah like just like a lot of random stuff happened that was hard to follow but i also generally hate that ron and hermione wound up together because i think ron is possibly one of the worst characters in harry potter what? useless he is oh, terrible he had so much growth they belong together what they belong what? together He's a selfish yeah bad wizard yeah what does he bring to the table until nothing. later heart he brings heart to the table nothing bravery he dove in and he got he got the sword he got He's the sword from the bottom of the lake oh, absolutely from the bottom not. of the lake absolutely got it. not he killed the locket he stabbed it 
he absolutely stabbed, he stabbed it <laughs> okay he did one good thing in like the thousands upon thousands of pages of harry potter cool <laughs> love them i thought that i didn't i was more mad about harry and Ginny. i don't like that either <laughs> i hated that i thought that was stupid i thought at least ron and hermione made sense but at the same time i see where you're coming from and i also i'm just like hermione why do all these good for him why what do anyone talk about with him why Nothing. do they have to end up together they're children right. like they're why can't schoolers. why can't like they her, just have a fling go on with their life yeah and meet people who are more appropriate for them later they're allowed to grow apart that's fine like i would have been fine with an epilogue with an epilogue that was like and then ron and hermione waved to each other at king's cross as right. they brought they're, their own they, respective they can children still be friends but Absolutely. they don't have to marry each other yeah. anyway anyway those are our Ron's notes though. those are our, those are our <laughs> notes <laughs> also, Cursed Child is a fan fiction. I'm just mm. going to go out and say that. That's my... So, J.K. Rowling, I know that you're listening. <laughs> Always. Thank you for writing Harry Potter. It means a lot to me. So much. Ron is still trash. I wish you had killed him like you were originally planning. Wouldn't anyway. that have been hilarious? Oh, my God. Everyone would have been so mad. Um, mm. Anyway, how I created the perfect prom date. Uh, <laughs> One of the many references to old teen movies is when Nicole suggests that she and Chase cruise down the strip, just like the kids did in American Graffiti in 1973. Um, a yellow deuce coupe was the one driven in the movie. It can be seen right behind them when the stoplight turns green. So if you've seen American Graffiti, all you cool cats and kittens out there, <laughs> can you let us know if you noticed that awesome scene? Melissa jo Joan Hart did not like the name change and tried to talk the studio out of it. She worried that the that Britney Spears's music career would not take off and the movie would thus become an out become outdated quickly. Guess what? It did anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> not Any because of Britney Spears. Not Britney Spears is still doing her thing. Um, the centennial scene was filmed at the rotunda of the Utah State Capitol, and local high schools actually have proms there. Wow. Uh, anything about the, I'm trying to look for something about the balloons. Nothing. Nothing about the balloons. <laughs> Nothing about that. Um, J Todd Strasser, who wrote How to Create Your Perfect Promptate or whatever it was called, has shown extreme displeasure with the final product and has mentioned it doing author visits at various public schools. Wow. Okay. I feel like we should reach out to him and see I if he'll talk so. to us about this. <laughs> I think that would be a wonderful special episode. <laughs> I would love that. So we'll have to we'll have to uh, draft up an email. Uh, the main street of the show of the show is Ogden, Utah's historical Twenty Fifth Street. Great. So this was in Utah. Uh, okay, Utah. There we go. Utah. There's nothing else of interest here. Now, approximately how many Oscars did this win, Nikki? None, but it did win a blimpy. Wow. Okay, great. It doesn't say what the blimpy was for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give us some uh, Give us some reviews. Some reviews. All right, are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Critics, shockingly, did not love this movie. What? 28% fresh from the critics. Audiences also didn't love it. Only 53% fresh. Wow, it's more than I would have thought. I would have said 43 from audiences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. So Roger Ebert, the great Roger Ebert, didn't like the movie. Um, he says, despite my affection, I can't quite recommend Drive Me Crazy. The good stuff needed more energy behind it. Thanks, Roger. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Raj. This person from Common Sense Media gave it a good review, and this is her review. Nell. Here we go now. Drunken teens in a story stretched way too thin. That was a good review. Just 
opposite page. Nell liked it. Another good review. The story, based on a book, is incredibly vapid, but both leads are charming and have great potential. A lot of these uh, reviews are unavailable, I guess, because back in 1998, there was no Rotten Tomatoes. So mm. They weren't writing them. Uh, okay, this one is a bad review. Even if they're acting in this movie isn't much. Hart and Grenier seem to be having a good time. Too bad the same can't be said of most of the audience. <laughs> mean. This person from themoviereport.com, Michael, says, the fact that I was waiting for a Britney Spears song to play speaks volumes about how incredibly boring this film is. <laughs> He's got a point. Uh, all right, let's see what some audience folks have to say. Sierra G just last month said, love the soundtrack. I've been watching this movie for years. This is my go-to movie when I can't make up my mind about what to watch. I watched it and enjoyed it when I was a kid in high school and I liked it so much. Okay. Aw. Sierra. That's her how to lose a guy in 10 days. There it is. That's fine. I support you. Um, Peyton C says, one of my favorite movies of all time. The reviews shocked me. Give it a chance if you like rom-coms or a good 90s flick. Oh, it's one of the favorite movies of all time. Aw, Peyton. That's nice. You should listen to this podcast for other suggestions on movies to watch. <laughs> I <laughs> bet this... you'd like the Paul Bearer. Oh, God. Elizabeth G says, wish I could say I hadn't seen this, but sigh, I have. One of the worst movies I have seen in my life. Two hours of my life I will never get back. Well, Elizabeth G, I got news for you. The movie was only 90 minutes long, so learn to tell time. Yeah, that was one of the more painless ones to watch if it wasn't. Yeah, didn't take me that long. Yeah. So Ashley H didn't even give this one whole star, just like part of the Wow. Star. Drive Me Crazy is a disappointing film. It is about a high school girl must find a substitute date to escort her to prom. I don't need you to give me the plot. That's what we're here for. Also, you Melissa got Joan Hart. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart and Stephen Collins give terrible performances. Stephen Collins, aka the dad, was in two scenes. Why are you focused on him? <laughs> The screenplay is badly written. John Schultz did a horrific job directing this movie. I was not impressed by this motion picture. This motion wow. picture. Very, very tough stuff here. Wow. Well, what can I say? I still enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a fun 90 minutes of my life. Yeah, it was not bad. It was not bad. I didn't want to like rip my eyeballs out like I did when I was watching Summer Catch. Summer or... Catch was really difficult. <laughs> that was a really hard time for me. That I look back on that time. <laughs> it's not that fun. That was rough. What were some of the other ones that we hated? Moonstruck, we really hated. Oh, we really hated Moonstruck. Um, and I still, to this day, don't understand people who like it. Same. Every time somebody's like, oh, Moonstruck is one of my favorite movies, I want to be like, who hurt you? Why? <laughs> Why is this your favorite movie? Have you seen it? Moonstruck has a handful of moments that I look back at and laugh about, but like... <laughs> That was a long movie. It really was long. Oh my God. You and I were miserable. It was so. <laughs> it was Is so it over long. yet? Like, I just want to go to sleep. And then I did go to sleep and I woke up and I was like, it's still happening. We're still watching this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a bride without a head. <laughs> oh, go sing along to Celine Dion, you guys. Well, so that was Drive Me Crazy. It was. What should we do? 
next? Are we doing Cinderella story? Is that the next one up? I mean, we could, but I already told you my biggest piece of trivia about it, which was Rupert Grant. So mm -hmm. who even cares anymore? Although Jennifer Coolidge is in it. So I love her. Oh, I do love Jennifer Coolidge. I think we should watch it. It's a fun. I actually recently watched it. So I'll watch it again because it's just like, it's, it's fun. It's a good movie. I have somebody who recommended High Fidelity to oh. us. Was that a rom-com? I don't know. I never saw it. I read the book. Um, it was a good book. Did it read but... like a rom-com? <laughs> no, if I remember correctly, but uh, yeah, because when I when I mentioned that, oh, we're doing like a John Cusack movie, he got very excited. He's like, oh my god, High Fidelity. I was like, no, Serendipity, the actual rom-com. He was like, you have to do High Fidelity. So I don't know that that's a rom-com. I don't think he understands what we do here, but whatever. <laughs> He'll have to give us a listen. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll just watch that one in our own free time at some point. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we could do Cinderella Story next. And then in the near future, I would like to do How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days because that's, yes, that's, that's my your fave. favorite. So let's put that on the queue. Yes. I love it. All right. So next week, we'll do Cinderella Story. Week mm -hmm. after, we'll do uh, How to Lose a Guy. And everybody out there, watch these movies. Be ready. Send us your opinions. Send us yes. your Julia's. Tell us I your thoughts. I want to know what you all think. And by I want to know, I mean, I want you to tell Nikki what you think. Tell so me. She can tell me because I don't want you to get in touch with me ever. But. She's really busy. I've got nothing going on. <laughs> I have never been more open to strangers who, um, interacting with me. So if you would like to, you can find me on Twitter. I am maybe Nikki. That's me. Mm -hmm. Find me and tell me your thoughts and, you know, tell us what rom-coms you've been watching in quarantine. Yeah. We also, we have a website. It's called uh, Rate the Rom-Com or romcompod.com. Mm -hmm. Either one will work if you just type it in. It'll show up for us. us. Um, and then if you search Rom-Com Pod or Rate the Rom-Com on Instagram, I think Rate the Rom-Com is the actual name of the Instagram. Mm -hmm. But if you search hashtag, hashtag Rom-Com Pod, you'd still find us. You can find us there too. So we're like all the places. And so if you really wanted to get in touch with us, you could so you know show some effort it's yeah not that hard come on god. what are you waiting for we're talking to you nan god <laughs> pick up a phone every once in a while <laughs> call your daughter jeez and call your daughter's friend come do on. it do it call her first she, she calls my mom a lot my mom calls her They're my mom talking. calls me never she legitimately is like sorry i don't call anyone it's good to know she's calling ann boom <laughs> When your names rhyme, I guess you gotta talk a lot. Yeah, that's the law. The law. All right, well, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Rape the Long Come. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye.